This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good evening. I'm Caitlin Collins, and this is The Source. Our breaking story tonight, Israel is bombarding Gaza with a massive aerial assault as Hamas is now threatening to execute civilian hostages and broadcast it live if these strikes continue without warning, they say. President Biden announced today that an unknown member, number of Americans are missing tonight, and it is likely that they are among those hostages who have been taken into Gaza. At least 11 Americans are among the more than 900 people killed so far in Israel. And we should note we will hear from President Biden tomorrow on these attacks. Israel has pummeled at least 130 targets in Gaza, with what Prime Minister Netanyahu says is a force, and I'm quoting him now, like never before. He also warned that this is just the beginning. There's also this remarkable aerial view of Israeli fighter jets striking targets in a neighborhood that Israel claims serves as a hub for Hamas operatives. As he previewed more attacks, the prime minister also detailed the unthinkable horrors from this surprise attack on his country. Elderly murdered, handcuffed children executed, young people who were shot in the back, entire families now gone tonight. We've seen the horrific videos with our own eyes of civilians being dragged away including at a music festival, where we are told at least 260 bodies have been discovered. Hamas tonight is also sending a new barrage of rockets into Israel as the White House is sending a message with these colors, illuminated in white and blue, in honor of the Israeli flag tonight. I want to go live to Ashdod, where my colleague Anderson Cooper has been reporting all day. Anderson, you know, you're about 20 miles north of where Gaza is. Can you just kind of describe what it has been like since you've been on the ground and to see the aftermath of this. Yeah, I should just point out Gaza, as you said, about 19 or so miles uh, off in, in that direction. Uh, and throughout the evening, uh, even just as you were talking, we've heard uh, the distant rumble of very loud explosions, uh, some likely from Israeli aircraft, some from Israeli artillery being fired uh, into uh, sites at, in, in Gaza. Um, you know, we are almost 72 hours now, uh, once dawn here around 6.30 a.m., it'll be 72 hours since this terror uh, attack along multiple fronts uh, began. And it is still a very chaotic situation. I just spoke to, uh, to a spokesperson for the, uh, the Israeli Defense Forces who said there are still, uh, you know, Hamas militants attempting to breach the border, um, uh, attempting to make suicide attacks, that there are still... Uh, firefights, uh, 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 kinetic activity between from, uh, Hamas gunmen on the ground in Israel territory uh, with Israeli forces. He believes many of them were just sort of left behind, either intentionally or uh, just separated and weren't able to get back into Gaza and are now making sort of last stands, trying to kill as many people a as they can. So it is still a very kinetic uh, situation 
Um, and it is not, you know, all along the, the, the border with Gaza, and I'm just hearing more explosions uh, off in the distance now. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. And there's, a, you know, the big question, of course, is what happens next? We've obviously seen large movements of troops, uh, of supplies. They're trying to shore up uh, much of the, the border, uh, which was breached in multiple locations. Uh, but there's certainly a lot of work to, to be done just in terms of getting forces to the places that Israeli authorities want them and then making the decision about what how to proceed from here. Yeah. And about how often are you hearing those booms in the background tonight? I mean, it's what, four o'clock in the morning where you are right it's now? It's pretty, I mean, just while you were speaking, there was more. You probably, you can't pick it up. We don't have a mic sort of pointing in that direction. I'm just wearing a small lav mic, so you can't pick it up. But it, it's really constant. I mean, it's it's so distant. It feels like if you've ever been in an apartment building and people are moving furniture above you, it's this rumbling that you just get used to after time. And you can hear it also in Tel Aviv. Uh, it's a slightly different sound. It's a little bit more intense uh, here, but it is this distant rumbling of the sound of, of uh, artillery firing, the sound of impacts, uh, and and of well, occasionally of fighter jets in the air. And of course, you know when you hear that, Anderson, you think of all all the people and the human suffering that is the result of this Isn't and what we are seeing. I mean, I know you, I was just watching you earlier, and you were talking to this mother whose two young daughters were kidnapped by Hamas, which is obviously, I mean, it's not every parent's nightmare. It's every parent's worst nightmare, quadrupled some. Yeah, I, I, talking to, um, yeah, I mean, she, her, her, her daughters have been kidnapped. She didn't get any word about it until a friend of hers sent her a video, actually a still photo taken by Hamas, posted by Hamas on a telegram, uh, on telegram, uh, which is where a lot of Israelis are learning that their loved ones have been held, ho- uh, are being held hostage. It's so chaotic that that's actually how they are being being informed. Um, this is a woman named Ma'ayan, and her, her two daughters are being held. Oh, we don't have that side. So, but she's desperately hoping that that they return. But she's gotten no word from anyone in the Israeli government yet, which she, she understands because it is still very chaotic. Um, but she's desperate for 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 some sort of word of what's happened. All she's seen are some still photos posted by Hamas in a 30-minute Facebook live, uh, live stream that Hamas did in which her two daughters appear terrified and being, uh, being spoken to by, by Hamas members. I want to go now to Nick Robertson, who is also in Ashdod, where uh, Hamas rockets have caused, um, have caused significant damage uh, throughout this conflict so far. Uh, Nick, talk about what you have seen on the ground here today. Yeah, Anderson, I think, I think one of the big significant things that we've seen that's been different over the previous, let's say, 48 hours here, um, a significant amount of military hardware moving into position. You know, in the early days, that very first night within, within less than 24 hours of, uh, of, of Hamas's attack, we began to see tanks being transported towards Gaza. There were maybe three or four of them together. What we're seeing and have seen this evening in multiple places, and we've spent a lot of the day within a few miles of the of the border with Gaza, is units, organized units of troops in armored personnel carriers or 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 sort of scout vehicles with the, the, the jeeps, big large jeeps with, with the sides rolled up. Uh, the the soldiers have their weapons pointed pointed out of the vehicles. They really look like very experienced, very experienced combat uh, soldiers. Um, 
this movement that we've seen today, it's organized, it's large organized groups of troops that are moving en masse as a unit. They're bringing their supplies with them. You can see the supplies packed up and they're all heading very close to the border with Gaza. At one place we saw more than 20 tanks in one tight grouping, again, just a few miles from the border. This is new. Uh, and it's indicative of, of, of what is happening, that there's increased security put down here, that there is uh, an increased presence that, that is not an incursion at the moment. It's securing and reinforcing the border. Um, and I think our other takeaway from today was, was being down in Reim, where uh, this brutal slaughter of 260 young partygoers took place to see the place and their vehicles smashed up at the side of the road where they were trying to escape and, and the scenes of some of the most brutal and chilling and cold-blooded and calculated and callous and awful murder in cold blood. Um, it really brings home to you the utter brutality that was wrought on those people and you, you understand the fear and the concern in the family, for, in, the, in the families, for, for those who are now missing, who were taken away, who, who Hamas kidnapped and now have as hostages in Gaza. So I think these are the big takeaways today, that and, 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 and the amount of firepower that's being laid down on Gaza and the intensity of some of the barrages today that we could, you could really see very clearly. Yeah, Nick Robertson, thank you. Caitlin, back to you. Yeah, Anderson, we were just talking about all, all the families that are still missing their loved ones tonight. We've now learned two Americans who were in Israel when Hamas launched its attack are also among those missing tonight. Judith and Natali Renan were visiting family in Nahal Oz, a small kibbutz in southern Israel that was invaded by Hamas early on Saturday morning. Harrowing accounts have emerged of chaos and terror in the village that is just three miles from the Gaza Strip. Many of the residents are still among the missing as well tonight. Yossi Schneider's aunt Margit and his uncle Yossi have been missing since Saturday, along with their daughter, Shiri, and her husband, and also their two young sons, Ariel and Kafir. In a video that was posted on social media by Hamas after the attack, as Anderson was just saying, that mother found out about her two daughters being kidnapped by seeing a video online. You can see Shiri and her two sons alive. It's clear that Shiri appears distressed, distressed here. She's holding both of her sons in this video. What is still unclear tonight is when and where this video was taken and also where they are now. Yossi joins me now. Yossi, I'm so sorry for what you are going through and just this misery. Have you heard anything tonight about your family members? No, okay. we have uh, zero information about them. And uh, they disappeared since Saturday, we don't know anything. And so the way that you learned that, that they had apparently been kidnapped was from just seeing this video posted online? I imagine that you, you wake up on Saturday morning in an holiday in Israel, it was Sikhat Torah, and waking up for alarms that going one after another. And it's, 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 it's a crazy thing. And then we start hearing things from, from, the, from the villages around Gaza. And we had zero information, so I start looking in Telegram groups to, to, to see any news that I can get from there. And one of the photos that I opened is the shiri with the two little children. Say little, they are babies. They are babies. They are not children. One of them, Ariel, is four years old, and Fir is nine months 
also can understand how young they are. And you can see in the in the, in the, the movie how uh, she, she's upset. She's, she doesn't know anything. They speak, they screaming in Arabic. She doesn't understand them. They're pushing her from one side to another. You can see there is a blood stain on the blanket. You can see that the, the kidnappers are covered with blood. Blood, I don't know if it's belong to to Shiri or to her husband Yarden that also disappeared. So we're kind of in a, in a very uh, uh, unknown situation. I mean, she's just, the, the fact that they're four years old and just nine months, and in the video, you, you don't see her husband. I mean, what is, is your fear that, that they have been separated here? I'm 100% that they've been separated. My hope is that the, they didn't separate them from the kids because we, we know that we're not dealing with people. We're doing, we're doing with barbarian. They're not even animals. I cannot even call them animals. My, my aunt, Margie, that we saw just now in the picture, mm -hmm. she says she's a very sick person. She needs a life-saving medicines. Uh, she has a very high degree of Parkinson. She has a, uh, she's diabetic. She has a blood blood issues, and she won't survive without her medicines. She has uh, Parkinson's. She has Parkinson in a very high stage. Uh, she is only nine months old, without baby food, without diapers, without anything. And we know that the people that uh, kidnapped them, uh, they are they are not people. They are barbarians. They are the only purpose is to to our people. We saw we saw movies of. Uh, People that have been kidnapped, that have been molested, that have been tortured, even kids. So when you see all of these things and you know that they are radical Muslims and you know what they're, they're capable to do, so very scary. Yes, are you are you still holding out hope tonight? I told you my first hope is first of all that she and the kids are still together. They're not separated. They're not separated between she and the kids. And the second hope is that uh, Margit and Shiri and the kids, again, I'm, I'm, not speaking, I'm not even speaking about Yarden and Yossi, they're getting the right treatment and they're getting, they're getting the medicine that they need and that in, in a safe place. Have um, you heard anything uh, from the government or from the military or, or anyone about the search efforts? As you know, there is a very chaotic uh, situation right now in Israel. We're just starting to get manage with all those things and starting to get, get from defense to attack. Uh, so I believe it's going to take a couple of days uh, until the Hamas starts to give us some kind of information who's alive, who's injured. Uh, don't forget that not only Hamas uh, uh, invited, uh, invited Israel, there was on the, the, jihad, the jihad Islamic and then another terror organization. And even I saw pictures and movies of citizens from Aza that came into uh, Israel and kidnapped civilians. So we don't know who, who's holding them. Yossi, I know there are so many questions tonight. I, I can't even imagine how painful this is. We are obviously wishing for the best for them and hoping that they're found. Thank you for your time tonight. Thank you. Meanwhile, Israel's leader is warning that, quote, difficult days are still ahead as Israel is fighting for its existence, the prime minister says. Will the country launch a ground offensive soon? We're going to speak to the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations here on set. Plus, some news in the U.S. role in helping rescue hostages with Americans likely among those that are being held captive, President Biden says. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life. Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. Israeli airstrikes are bombarding Gaza tonight as part of what Israel's defense minister says is a complete siege. We have watched as Israeli tanks have moved closer to the Gaza border and thousands of reservists have been told to prepare for a potential ground incursion. A spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces has, have, says that they have destroyed 800 targets and also killed hundreds of Hamas fighters. I'm joined now by Israel's ambassador to the United Nations, Galad Erdan. He was also the Israeli ambassador to the United States. Ambassador, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for given, having me, Kate. Of course, the weight of all of this. We heard from Prime Minister Netanyahu earlier, who was just kind of describing, I mean, the horrific nature of this. Children who have been, who were handcuffed and killed. Women who have obviously been raped in front of their friends, abducted. I mean, it's, it's chilling. And I imagine you've never seen anything like this. Never. And I've been serving uh, in the Israeli public sector for the last 27 years. We've, uh, we've endured hardships, uh, and I, I was a member of the security cabinet uh, during a uh, few operations. We've never uh, seen atrocities like this time. Look, it was a, a plan well designed, and they planned it like months ago it happened, uh, with or without the coordination of Iran, but definitely with the assistance and help and weapons and funds that they got from uh, Iran. And yes, we were surprised, but we swore that it will never ha happen again. That's why you keep hearing the prime minister, the minister of defense, swearing that this time, you know, Hamas took power in uh, Gaza 17 years ago. Since then, we always tried maybe economic benefits, uh, maybe the rehabilitation of the Gaza Strip, it never helped to change their genocidal ideology. Their charter said loud and clear, you should butcher every Jew that you encounter. That, that they want only the annihilation of the Jewish state. Exactly, you know, that's the same ideology like ISIS, like Al-Qaeda. You cannot change their ideology by having any dialogue with them. So as, as hard as it's going to be, we are committed to obliterate, obliterate their terrorist infrastructure because that's the only way to ensure it will not happen again. How is that complicated when, when you look at the, the civilians who are on the Gaza Strip? I mean, how does, how does Israel factor that into what is going to happen next? Definitely, I cannot uh, say how much uh, we will factor in the fact that we have maybe an unprecedented number of uh, 
hostages in Gaza. We expect the Red Cross, we expect all international organizations to focus on these hostages and how they are treated and that they receive uh, treatment according to international uh, law. But it's not going to stop us, prevent us from doing what we need to do in order to secure the future of Israel. We cannot restore security for the citizens of Israel if Hamas continues with its military buildup. We are surrounded by terrorist proxies of Iran like Hamas in, uh, on our southern border and Hezbollah on our northern border, both committed only to the annihilation of Israel. Well, and what we are hearing from a spokesman for the military wing of Hamas tonight is that they will not negotiate for hostages as the, the strikes from Israel are ongoing. I mean, what's your response to that? And are these hostages going to be able to get out of there? Of course, we want to see all of our boys, girls, grandmothers, everyone who was abducted, we want to see them back home. But right now, our focus is looking at our national strategy is to obliterate Hamas terrorist capabilities because if it happened now, it will happen again in the future and in, on a much larger scale. By the way, it's not going to happen only in Israel. As ISIS inspired many uh, Islamist terrorist uh, radicals around the world to destroy, to attack, to murder, it will happen again because these are the same, they share the same ideologies. Do you know how many hostages they have? We, we estimate uh, a number that is between 100 and 150. I think it's okay. an unprecedented number. And is that, does that include Americans as well? It includes Americans. We don't know the exact uh, number and we're still checking. It's, 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 it's a very sad story because, as you know, uh, there was a big party there and they shot the revelers as if they were insects. They, they shot RPGs on their cars. And People were burning alive. It's, it's, it takes a lot of time to recognize them, to know who they were. So therefore, we try to be responsible now, not to give numbers. But yes, there were Americans there. There were also other, other uh, nationals, not only Americans. No, they abducted uh, grandmothers who were all Holocaust survivors with uh, the Philippines that was taking care of, uh, of her. And they took photos of them, making fun of them. Like, you see the hate, you see the anti-Semitism, you see, you see. Well, it's, it's important terrible. that you say that, that there are between 100 and 150 confirmed. We'd, only, we'd heard from that from Hamas, but not had that confirmed. There's reporting from Axios that Prime Minister Netanyahu, in one of his calls with President Biden, said that Israel had no choice but to unleash a ground operation in Gaza. Is that accurate? Look, uh, you cannot expect me to share our uh, military plans with uh, your viewers and then with the enemy. Of course, again, our main commitment is to obliterate their terrorist infrastructure. That is something we expect the whole world to understand and to support. We, unfortunately, sadly, we are used to getting these, you know, uh, uh, hugs or uh, pay, people are paying their condolences on the first day after this tragedy happened. But we hope that the world this time would remember all these atrocities, not only today, but the weeks to come, because that is the time when we will try and we should all remember Hamas is uh, not only a terrorist organization who's torturing and killing Jews, they also 
use the uh, the people of Gaza. You know, we uh, we defend our children with defensive uh, Iron Dome uh, Iron Dome missiles, but they defend their offensive missiles with their children. They surround their weapons with children, with the civilian population. They store the weapons underneath hospitals or schools. So we have no other choice. If we want to prevent these atrocities from happening, from happening again, we will have, and we have already started to strike in Gaza because we know where are their terror tunnels. We know where they store their missile and rockets. We know uh, where all their weapons are, uh, are being hide. Ambassador, thank you for coming in and for your time tonight, especially during this such a horrific time. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate you. Ambassador Galad Ordan. Up next, we'll be back on the ground in Israel where Anderson Cooper is reporting. You'll hear from one of the victims who survived that deadly attack that the ambassador was just referencing at the music festival. That's next. Tonight, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying that, quote, many hundreds of terrorists, he says, have been eliminated. The Prime Minister warning that this is just the beginning of their response to those unprecedented attacks, Anderson. Yeah, President Biden said today that Americans are likely among those held captive by Hamas. There's still obviously a lot we don't know about the total number of captives overall, people who have been kidnapped. The White House says it cannot confirm how many Americans may be being held, but the U.S. is working, quote, by the hour, according to them, to learn more. Um, also want to talk about the more than 260 people who were found dead at the site of a music festival that came under attack near the Gaza border. As you know, this was probably the single most uh, just horrific scene in, just in terms of loss of life on Saturday. My colleague Jeremy Diamond spoke to one woman. I really don't know. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Miracle because people who were next to me did not get out alive. With a bullet in her leg and shrapnel in her stomach, 27-year-old Michal Ohana considers herself one of the lucky ones. But when rocket sirens sounded at the Nova Music Festival in southern Israel and Hamas militants began killing and kidnapping hundreds of festival goers, Michal's fate was far from sealed. It was just shooting range shooting. Whoever that could run ran, and then others got killed. After bullets pierced the windows of the car she and her boyfriend were trying to escape in, Michal soon found refuge in a small shed, crammed in with at least 50 other people. There were already people who were injured, some in their legs, some on their backside, some in their heads. I had a scarf on me, and somebody next to me was bleeding, so I gave her a tourniquet on her leg. Minutes later, shots rang out. There was silence for a few minutes, and the policewoman who was there with us simply screamed. Whoever wanted to be alive needs to leave now. Those who couldn't leave, left. Those who couldn't, I don't know what happened with them. Michal and her boyfriend took off running. But Michal panicked. As her legs buckled, her boyfriend dragged her across the ground and managed to shove her into the window of a passing vehicle. But at every turn, more Hamas fighters. They just went with white pickup trucks. On each pickup truck, there were at least 20 terrorists with Kalashnikov grenade guns, shotguns, machine guns. I've never seen anything like this in my life. 
Seemingly encircled, Michal once again jumped out of the car and began running before finding an abandoned army tank on the side of the road. The bullets reached her there too. Hiding under the tank, Michal was shot in the leg and shrapnel from a grenade pierced her stomach. And in that time, we didn't see, we couldn't see anything and they were taken. Some people were taken. For six more hours, Michal lay lying underneath that tank until Israeli soldiers rescued her and evacuated her to Hadassah Hospital, where she was one of more than 60 victims treated. I dosh my side and then I think I'm gonna die. You thought you were gonna die? Yeah. And that prayer, Anderson, the Shema Yisrael that she's referencing is a prayer that Jews say when they believe that they are going to die, and she very much did, but she is also now reflecting on those friends who did not make it, who are either, who have either died or who are missing or who were all but certainly kidnapped. One of those friends, Elkanah, she said, came back uh, to return to save friends, but he was kidnapped. kidnapped. Two of her other friends are missing. And another friend who left the party earlier but heard that there were shots being fired, heard that his friends were in danger, returned. He helped people along the road, uh, according to Michal, but since then, he hasn't been seen. Anderson? Yeah, just awful. Jeremy Diamond, thank you in Jerusalem tonight. Um, a lot more to cover uh, ahead. President Biden is going to address the nation about Israel tomorrow afternoon. Um, there's uh, also the U.S. sending more fighter jets to the Middle East and a high-tech aircraft carrier as well. The question, of course, is what America's role uh, in this region during this war may look like. Back with a, a U.S. senator on these issues next. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight, the U.S. is expediting military shipments to Israel and has deployed the USS Gerald Ford, which is the Navy's most advanced aircraft carrier, to the eastern Mediterranean. All of this a show of force in response to the unprecedented attack on Saturday. Defense officials telling CNN tonight that the U.S. is also offering special operations planning and intelligence support to help rescue those hostages, including Americans, as the ambassador just noted, that have been taken by Hamas. FBI crisis response experts are also deploying to Israel tonight. And all of this comes as lawmakers are pledging to send more aid to Israel almost immediately after that attack. But this is a process that has already been hampered as the House remains paralyzed tonight without a speaker. And joining me now is Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, who sits on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Senator, thank you for being here tonight. We've now learned that the FBI is helping Israeli forces try to find and locate these hostages. Are you hopeful that they will ultimately be able to, to secure their release, given we do believe Americans are among them? 
Well, we're still learning the extent of this horror, uh, trying to understand how many Americans are amongst those being held hostage. Uh, I mean, this is absolutely unconscionable, the idea that uh, Hamas is using these hostages, uh, threatening to execute them should Israel go about the work of trying to hold those responsible for these killings accountable. Um, but we have the best in the business in the United States at locating hostages and trying to extricate them from captivity. And so to the extent the job can be done, the United States and Israel are working together, will have the top people on the job. But this is a massive undertaking because we are just trying to get a handle on how many have been taken captive, where they are. Uh, and then once you do that, you can assess whether there is any attempt to extricate them. Yeah. Uh, one of your colleagues, speaking of what the Hill can do this week, says that they do believe the Senate will have an aid package for Israel ready soon. When do you what do you expect that package will look like? And do you believe it will be tied to more funding for Ukraine? So I, I'm open to getting this done anyway. Uh, obviously, we can't leave Ukraine aid behind. Um, but we're going to try to get consensus on a package that could include Israel aid, Ukraine aid. There was some talk in the House today about packaging that together with uh, support for um, efforts in Taiwan. Uh, listen, I'm open to any pathway to get this done. Clearly, uh, Israel is going to need support and very quickly, simply replenishing Iron Dome is an expensive endeavor. We have historically picked up a good piece of that tab, and I think it's really important for us to do that now so that Israel can use their domestic funding uh, to try to continue this fight in Gaza. I expect you'll have pretty quick consensus between Democrats and Republicans on the Israel aid, and hopefully that will also allow us to grease the wheels on getting aid done to Ukraine. Well, and obviously, you know, you know as well as I do that nothing that the Senate does can can go through the House. They can't do anything because they don't currently have a House speaker. Are you confident that Republicans in the House will be able to to get that taken care of so an aid package could get passed? This this crisis certainly um, ups the ante in the House. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that they are going to see, you know, the real grave danger that they are presenting to the country's national security and to Israel's security if they don't get their uh, act together. But as you know, we have work to do in the Senate as well. We don't have clean hands. We've got Senator Tuberville continuing to hold up 300 promotions in the military. Many of these are posts that are going to be supporting the fight uh, in the Middle East. Uh, and we have State Department nominees, including an ambassador to Israel, an ambassador to Lebanon that we need to get done as soon as we get back. So, you know, this is a time where uh, Republicans need to put their love of country and their support for Israel ahead of their um, partisan beefs with the president or with each other. Uh, and hopefully we'll see some progress in the House uh, this week in, in, in the name of uh, the defense of this country and of Israel. Senator Chris Murphy, thank you. Up next for us, Israel has been fighting Hamas for decades, but is now vowing to crush them tonight, comparing them to ISIS even. Someone who knows the conflict well will join us next to explain. Your best defense against erosion and cavities is strong enamel. Nothing beats it. New Pro Enamel Active Shield actively shields the enamel to defend against erosion and cavities. I think that this product is a game changer for my patients. It really works. In three seconds, Janice will win a speedboat. Bingo! I'm moving to the lake! Get us out of the house. Ooh, that's a lot of work. 
Don't worry, skip the hassles and sell directly to Open Door. Bingo. Get your competitive offer at opendoor.com. Pop quiz. Did you know you can lose weight with a plan that fits your budget and your goals? Introducing Quick 9 from Nutrisystem. Lose up to 9 pounds your first 2 weeks. You get delicious frozen meals delivered right to your door with convenient shipments at an affordable price and fast weight loss. I'm saving money and I'm losing weight. It's flexible, it's affordable, and it works. Get off to a fast start with Quick 9. Call or go online right now to get over 50% off plus free extras. Frustrated by skin tags? Dr. Scholl has the breakthrough you've been waiting for. The first FDA-cleared at-home skin tag remover, clinically proven to remove skin tags safely in as little as one treatment. This is a cluster that happens when marketers group all their customers together. MailChimp uses real-time behavior data so you can personalize email for every customer. Turn customers into customers with Intuit MailChimp. The Keepsake Frames app makes it ridiculously easy to frame your favorite photos. Just choose a photo that you love, select the perfect frame, and you'll have your framed print delivered and ready to hang. Download the free Keepsake Frames app and start framing today. Once retired, Marcus decided, I will never again work for another man or woman. I abandoned my corporate phone plan, and I'll get a new plan with Consumer Cellular for up to half the cost. Let's go, birds. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. This or that, this or that. You can do this, bring you Angie back. You can do this, bring you Angie back. You can do this, cause Angie's where it's at. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Get started today at Angie.com. Internet without trackers. Without malware-ridden files. Zen. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. Clog gutters are scary. Clog gutters are messy. Are you tired of dealing with clog gutters? Then call 833 Leaf Filter. And never clean out clog gutters again. Our patented leaf filter system sits on top of your existing gutters, protecting your home with the technology of the future and making clogged gutters a thing of the past. Guaranteed. You've got better things to do than clean out clogged gutters. Call Leaf Filter today. We can help. And clogged gutters for good. Call 833 Leaf Filter or visit leaffilter.com today. Meet Norman. He's part Jack Russell and part tornado. Meet the Bissell Crosswave Hydro Steam. It's part vacuum, mop, steamer, and tornado chaser. Bissell, a new breed of clean. That first time you take a step back. <laughs> I made that. With your very own online store. I sold that. And you can manage it all in one place. I built this. And it was easy with a partner that puts you first. GoDaddy. Tonight, Palestinian President Abbas, who leads the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, called on the United Nations to intervene in Gaza. Of course, in Gaza, Hamas presents itself as an alternative to the Palestinian Authority. They say civilian hostages will be executed and those killings will be broadcast live if Israel continues to target them without warning, as we have seen this air assault continue. 
Joining me now, Axios foreign policy reporter Barack Ravid. Barack, I'm so glad you're here tonight. And for people who have not been following this as closely as you have for so long now, can you just explain how Hamas operates, what their end goal is here? Good night, uh, Caitlin. I think that the main uh, thing to know about Hamas that uh, it's been governing. I think we lost Barack's connection there. We will continue to check on that. Uh, we lost Barack's connection there. Well, we'll continue to check on that and bring him back if we can get him back. Obviously, he is a reporter who follows all of this closely. He also had new reporting tonight about the concerns about this spreading into a wider regional conflict. That is certainly something that we have heard from lawmakers here. It's something that administration officials briefed lawmakers on just yesterday. We will bring that important reporting back to you here on The Source. Also tonight, we have a remarkable story that has come out of a horrific time. This of a retired Israeli attorney, uh, Israeli general who fought his way through a village under siege by Hamas to rescue his family, believing that if he didn't, no one else would, and also stopping to help others fleeing the gunfire. We'll tell you that story next. Tonight, I want to share the story of a grandfather who fought his way through a village under siege by Hamas to rescue his son and his young grandchildren. Former Israel Defense Forces Major General Noam Tibon and his wife, Gali, left their home in Tel Aviv on Saturday, armed with only a pistol. They were going to save their son, Amir, their daughter-in-law, Miri, and their two young granddaughters. All of this was happening as they were making their way to this small village where they lived, not far from the Gaza Strip. As Amir and his family were hiding silently in their safe room, under instruction from his father, that went on for nearly 10 hours. They had no food, no electricity, no cell service. Outside, the terrifying sound of Hamas gunfire drew closer. Amira initially said when they woke up that morning after the Jewish holiday that they thought when they heard those rockets, it was something that happens, unfortunately, regularly in Israel, just rocket fire. They went into the safe room, and that is where they were hiding with their two young children, when they realized it was something else, when they heard the gunfire and realized that a terror attack was happening in their neighborhood. He said that this is what his father did after those nine and a half hours where they sat silently in that room. They joined a group of soldiers who were planning to begin the process of going from house to house in this community. We are a community of about um, five to 600 people, um, you know, from house to house, look for the terrorists, kill them and free the people. Um, and they did this methodically. They went through dozens of houses. Um, we were not aware that this was happening because by that point we had lost all cell phone reception. But we heard the gunfire. We realized that there were exchanges of fire between two sides. Um, and that's when I told my two young daughters who were beginning to lose patience. They were real heroes, but they were beginning to lose patience after nine and a half hours. I told them, grandfather is coming. Stay silent, stay quiet. Um, and grandfather is coming. And after a, another hour of these, um, you know, battles from home to home that the soldiers engaged in, we heard a large bang on the window of the safe room. And uh, the voice of my father and my older daughter, she's three and a half years old, she said, Saba Hegia, um, grandfather is here. And that's when we started crying for the first time after 10 hours in this situation. It's just an amazing story there. And out of what has been such a horrific 72 hours, if we have learned more 
since Hamas launched this unprecedented attack. This is one of the only bright spots that we have learned about this. He talked about how what his father went through. And, and I want to tell you here, we actually tried to get Noam here on the show tonight. He was in travel during the nine o'clock hour. And so we could not, we will try to get him on another night this week. But his story is something that you just, you haven't read anywhere. He traveled from Tel Aviv, as I noted, armed with only a pistol. He is a former major general in the IDF. He pushed through police checkpoints to try to get to his son. They urged him to turn around. They continued. At one point, they actually encountered some of those festival goers from the festival. We spoke with one woman last night whose boyfriend is still missing from that. They were fleeing, of course, as Hamas had invaded where that festival was taking place and began firing at them. They continued on they then encountered other Israelis who were in a gunfight with Hamas. He ended up giving them actually his car and getting in a different ride to go to his son's kibbutz. That is where, of course, he then fought with Hamas as well to get to his son. He said he did that because he knew that if he didn't do it, that no one else would. And that was his primary concern. It is one of the few stories out of this that you have seen that has been just one small gleaming hope out of everything that we've heard coming out of Israel. Of course, we will continue to cover it all here on CNN. Hopefully, we will have him on so you can hear from him himself about that. Right now, CNN Newsnight with Abby Phillip starts. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required. 